Aaron, try and sum that one up for us if you can, please. Yeah, just uh, weren't ready to start a hockey game tonight. Um, give up three goals in the first period there, and then you're playing off the back foot. Um, guys start trying to do too much, playing out of concept. You know, our kind of our motto here during this stretch has been make, make teams earn chances, and all three of their goals came off of turnovers and odd man rushes. Um, so it was just one of those one of those nights where we gave them some opportunities early, shot ourselves in the foot, ended up in the back of our net, and couldn't chase the game. As a coach, what can you do on the bench and, and what would you try and do to try and stem that song? Uh, there's not much you can. I mean, again, when it's 3 nothing down, you're just trying to stay in concept, <laughs> tell the guys there's a lot of hockey left to be played. Let's, we're a team that scores a lot of goals. Don't, you know, just continue to get pucks past their D. I think we turned the puck over probably 40 times tonight, though. So we, it wasn't our game tonight. Um, defensively, though, realistically, we gave up 16 shots on the night and through three periods. I think that's probably the lowest number we've given up all year, 11 in the first two and we're down five, nothing. So we've had a really nice string of, of goaltending here lately and, you know, six in a row wins coming into the night, not giving up much, you know, big picture. It's, it's just one of those nights you got to hopefully forget and, and move past and turn the page on, get ready for next week. Everybody watching will have seen the uh, broken bodies, if you like, leaving the ice tonight. Is it too early for you to comment on, on what that injury status is? Yeah, I mean, there, we've got some guys dinged up. We've got some guys who've been playing dinged up. Um, you know, that, that three-week stretch there was pretty grueling. Um, I, you know, we got a few guys back the last couple games, which I thought was nice. But then, you know, it looks like we, we might have lost a couple more here. Okay, would that be for the Europe? Would they still travel? Or? We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to get into the medical room here and see exactly where we stand. Okay, thank you. Thanks. So that's head coach Aaron Fox. Jonathan Fernley is on the uh, Steelers team bench with me uh, as we speak at the moment. Just checking, Jonathan, that recorded. It did record. Um, I think it was a night, actually. It would have been pretty good if nothing had recorded tonight and we could wipe it from the, uh, the mind because I don't think anybody coming in here tonight expected what we saw tonight and what happened given the way the elite league has been this year we're going to have to change our expectations that results like this are possible because we've seen belfast go to nottingham and win five nil then nottingham go to cardiff and shut them out and five who can't beat anybody win eight nil and then belfast do look good lose seven one here and then the steelers on a great run suddenly get beaten five nil on their own patch we should you know this is not a regular elite league season anymore for whatever reason um who knows what the table's going to look like by the time the Steelers next play a league game. It was weird. There's not been a game like that, I don't think, for years here. You know, five goals on 11 shots, but the second period was fairly when you and You and Aaron have just told me we only face 16 shots all night. I, yeah. I kind of thought, oh, that's a coach, a bit of a one-eye. Yeah. You know, coaches sometimes, they don't yes. see a lot. But you, but you confirmed That's it. on the stat sheet, yeah. And 16 shots, that was, yeah. Yeah, but the Steelers only had two shots in the third period. And again, I can't recall that. I recall two, it seemed like Carruth did more in the third period than save two shots. But, you know, they were watching uh, what we saw. But was it one of those nights where everything went in for one team and not for the other? Yeah. Well, you know, if I think the, the key moment in terms of how we feel about the game was probably DeLuca's breakaway. If he scores and makes it 4-1, there's a chance for a little bit of momentum there. But within a couple of moments... You know, Bruce makes a save, but then can't make another one, and it's 5 0. And then Keaton Ellaby's lost from the game, and you know it's done. You're not coming back from five, but getting back to 4 1, 4 2 just before the period ends, you can see the roadmap back to a competitive game, but that was sort of the Steelers' last chance. Um, you know, it was just a great save by a netminder. You don't score on most of your breakaways, so there's no blame on DeLuca, but that was just a sign of, of how things had gone. There were a couple of looks in the first that didn't quite work. 
but everything Cardiff hit towards the net went in and that hasn't been the case for Steelers netminders in recent weeks. They've been excellent. I guess over the last few weeks, even though we haven't called for it or we haven't said it, we've all thought in the back of our mind, why isn't he playing the hot goalie, whether that be brushed or mm. whether that be Stojanovic? And he's never done that. He's rotated, rotated, rotated. Yeah. Tonight, he went with the hot goalie. Stojanovic was excellent. We were both there in Nottingham last night. Mm. He made some outstanding saves. I think the collective coaching staff, everybody agreed that Stojanovic was the guy to go to. And then uh, a night like that. Yeah, it, I think it sort of sent the message that Stojanovic is 1A at the moment. There's not much between them, but... You know, this is an important league game against a team that we expect to be challenging for the league title. So the fact that it was Stojanovic, I think, says, yeah, this is an important game. We can't afford, uh, can't afford to put Brust in. That's, that's badly phrased. Um, you know, you want to go with, you know, the goalie you think is the best right now. There's no blame on the first, no, not on the second. The third, that's gone right through his arm. You know, you've got to stave that one. Um, and again, there's nothing on Brust on, on his goals either. They're just... You know, the Steelers just couldn't get the puck clear. There weren't a lot of favourable bounces tonight. And it was, uh, you know, it was a really frustrating one in, in so many aspects. But there's no question that the Devils deserved a big win because they were really good. We finished off the last podcast by me saying, I don't know if anyone could play with the Steelers when they're at the best. Well, the Devils can because that's as good as I've seen a team this season. Well, we've just uh, walked past David Phillips who's speaking with his GB colleague, uh, Mark Richardson. We've... Uh Dane Todd was with one of the Cardiff uh, players. I think we'll try and grab Cons in a second. He's, uh, he's just here. And uh, Kevin Schultz is uh, just joining us. Well, you draw the short straw, Kevin. You're live on the uh, Sheffield Steelers uh, podcast. Uh, came in at the wrong time. Came in at the wrong time. I apologise on, on a night like this. It's easy to talk, isn't it? After a great performance and a win. But obviously, that dressing room must be uh, very down right now. Uh, yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't a good game, and uh, everyone knows that. But uh, and everyone knows that we, that we got better. Yeah, it seemed right off the start as well. Cardiff just had the jump on us. Yeah, you know, hats off to them. They played really well, and uh, you know, can't really say much after that loss. Yeah, just take us inside that room right now. What normally happens? Is it just a quiet room, or does a leader stand up and say a few words, or is it really something where you just want to get home, forget about it, and come back again on Tuesday and start again? A little bit of everything, you know, you, nobody's nobody's happy with it, so everybody's kind of quiet, but then, uh, you know, we got to look forward to the next game. You can't really dwell on it, you know, we're going to Denmark, so we got to look forward to that. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you for joining us a second. Um, I think it's a good thing the team's go to Denmark. Yes. Get, a, get away from this place, go, go something different, focus your mind on something else for a while. I think uh, it might be a nice little detail. Obviously, it's an important competition, we want the Steelers to do well in it, but... It's a good chance to, uh, you know, just to clear the mind and, and look elsewhere for a little bit because they're not going to want to think too much about this because, you know, there'll be things to learn from the video, but it's, it's pretty clear that the Steelers just have I had an off night. I think sometimes the video you just throw away, like a Valoran walks past us. We missed him greatly tonight. Don't answer that question for a second because on a night like this, the captain always has to be the one who has to speak. Um, on the Steelers podcast, Captain Jonathan Phillips joins us. Hey, we've all been here in that kind of situation before. It was just a horrible night, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think you can sugarcoat it. I think we've got to be honest and just wasn't the best, was it? And, and you know, that kind of stuff that kind of stuff happens, but it's just about not making sure it doesn't happen again. And, you know, I don't think there's one person in uh, in the building, including the players, that, that was happy with their performance tonight and how we played. Um, but we're big boys. We'll, we'll kind of wake up tomorrow and um, start getting ready for... 
for kind of you know the Continental Cup, which is next for us, and and after that we'll get ready for the next league game. On a, on a positive spin on things, nobody stopped skating. There was no lack of effort, no hiding from the puck. No, not at all. And you know, we were just saying then what happens in games like that is you know when you go down by that many goals and everybody wants to be the person to you know turn the ship and turn the tide and. Um, sometimes that can that can hurt the team more rather than just sticking to you know what we know, sticking to the game plan, going through all those little bits. Um, once you start doing that, you kind of get get pulled up out of position, and you know turnovers happen. And I think that's that's what happened tonight. It was all the right intentions, um, but you know it just wasn't to be. Just, you have to admit, hold your hands up. The Cardiff Devils are a really good side, and there have been so many lopsided results around the league this year that. Just got to chalk this up as another one. Yeah, and uh, as you said, you know, there's no hiding behind it. That, that's that's a good side. That's a that's a game that we really wanted to win tonight. Though we, you know, we wanted to start trying to see if we could pull clear. Um, as we've said before, every game is important, and um, yeah, tonight tonight was no different. But we just got to we just got to learn from that, and you know, pull up our uh, put on our work boots tomorrow and get to work. Okay, Jonathan Phillips, the captain. Uh, well, let him go, and uh, let's uh, take a walk. I think this way. I think uh, these boys there are talking uh, <laughs> lengthily, so uh, we don't grab them. And I think we wanted to do one of these tonight. To be, you know, when the Steelers play well, we always do a, a podcast, and it's only right that we uh, that we comment when it hasn't hasn't gone well. My major concern goes back to this flipping 19-man roster that the, that the league put in. Mm. We're going to go to play 3-3 three and three with a pretty beat-up team. We see Marco there. It's not fair to ask him tonight. I know we're uh, sorting out, trying to get him ready for, for next weekend. Eberly goes off. Dowd goes off. Brust uh, goes off. Brust goes off as well. Um, perhaps not always the best thing to do to go for a 3-3 and three on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday. No, it's not. But it's a possibility of a chance to play with... Not say without pressure, but you know, different, uh, different pressures away from uh, big crowds and uh, you know home expectations. But you know, it's it's not great. You know, players, you know, stick them on a plane and you know drop the air pressure. It doesn't do a lot for any muscle niggles and things like that. So it's uh, yeah, it's just the limitations of the bench. Hopefully, you know, uh, be able to get. Uh, you know, Brandon uh, back into the lineup. That should. I don't know if Brandon's good. going. Actually, I don't know because, of course, Leeds have the first call on Brandon, don't they? So I would doubt whether Brandon goes. I think Alex Graham may well be going now. Mm. Yeah, I think he was going to have to. He played, uh, you know, quite a lot in that third period. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, it, there aren't many nights like this. No, when the Steelers just just get completely outplayed, and uh, it's. Uh, it's happened before, and the Steelers have done it to other teams. And imagine what uh, you know an equivalent uh, Belfast podcast would be saying after the, the seven-one last week. So, just the Steelers' turn to be on it. But what I think the Devils showed is that there are teams that will know what the Steelers want to do: put them under pressure, try and force turnovers. And they, they got a turnover for the uh, I think it was the third goal. Uh, so no, the second goal I believe it was, a, it was a turnover they forced in the corner. Um, and Nottingham tried to do that but the Steelers got away got out of the zone and suddenly they're rushing down the ice with speed it's a high risk strategy and we've seen teams try it and it not work and the Steelers have just skated away from them and and blown teams away but when it works 
do the Steelers have a plan B, an alternative? How do they cope under pressure in their own zone? Because so many times the puck was sent down the boards and the Devils were there waiting for it. So we'll try playing it through the middle and they're intercepting it in the slot and just so much pressure held on. I don't know what is going, going on there. There's a big cheer of Barry down there. I think Barry's just gone into the sponsors' lounge to uh, present his... Uh, his I've never known a game where we're 5-0 down and the whole crowd is cheering for your goalie. It's like a what? win. Was he, was he offering... Carruth? I think he was he offering Carruth out. Yeah. And then he was having words with the bench. And, you know, the, the team needed that little bit of a spark, I, I think. Uh, and they didn't want him having a fight and punching someone and breaking a finger. But, uh, you know, I think he was, he's aware because we know he's a character and we, we're starting to see that a little bit more. You know, as his uh, as his play improves, but it was uh, yeah, it was something to try and get the crowd into it because, to be honest, the third period was, was just played in silence, and you know you can't blame the crowd for that. They had they had nothing to cheer. Okay, that's us for tonight. I've got to have a word with Sean, and that's a good place for us to stop. There's no Kieran, so there's no uh, social media report there. Thank you. We'll be back on the 29th against Nottingham.